Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I have come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. Okay, hi everybody. I am actually back with Brachi Moskowitz. Brachi, hi. hi, thanks for coming back. Of course, so happy to be here. Okay, so Brachi and I actually did an interview and it went really, really well. And I learned so much about things I had never heard about, like psychodrama and using intuitive eating in a totally different way. And so we decided to do a follow up recording number two. But tonight, we are actually going, instead of just doing an interview, we're actually going to try and attempt to do some sort of experiential um, plan, I guess, experiential, like, I don't know. Vignettes, like we would call it vignettes, like little mini, you know, interactive stuff, just to demonstrate what it might look like in practice. Right. And, and I also want to say that that will, that hopefully will be extremely useful for our listeners mm-hmm. because then they could utilize what we spoke about in our last recording and actually try to do it on themselves or do it with a friend and try to actually instead of just learning about intuitive eating they might be act, be able to actually experience it which is mm-hmm. a lot more powerful right and what i'll say here is that um, what we'll be doing now is not therapy at all you know i am a therapist but we're not i'm not doing therapy with you um we're doing role plays to demonstrate what these things might look like in a therapy setting um but this is not we're not doing therapy right now and with the things that we're doing i would tell people who are listening to allow this to be more um an information piece rather than like something to um you know, try with a friend simply because I think doing it um, with a therapist when you're dealing with when you're dealing with your own stuff. Here we're going to be doing role plays, and I'm going to throw out a scenario. You'll take the role, and it'll be different. But you know, when we're dealing with our own stuff, it is always best to at least in the beginning do it with a therapist, um, with someone licensed to actually lead you through it um because a lot of stuff can come up and you know we think of these things when when we do experiential stuff um it does have an element of play and an element of fun and movement um but it should not be confused with the actual work and stuff that comes up when we when we do apply these methods so what we're doing here what you'll get when you listen or watch this is very much a sampling of what it of parts of what it might look like in the therapeutic setting um, and this is simply to demonstrate the kinds of methodology that are out there to help people struggling with intuitive eating um, so definitely if people are interested you know they can always reach out to me if they want to work with me or if they want a referral to someone who does this kind of work um, because as you'll see now even with just a couple of vignettes this work can be deeply transformative um, 
So just want to put that out there as well. Okay, that sounds exciting. Yes. I'm excited. Also, I also want to say that I might, because I, I'm learning from you, um, I might interrupt you, like maybe if oh, you yes. to clarify, like if I feel confused, maybe somebody else would. So that Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's how it would be when we're doing psychodrama or any kinds of role plays in the therapeutic setting as well, especially in the beginning, it might be kind of like interesting to get into it and, you know, questions do come up. So it's always encouraged and um, I'll be happy to answer any questions as they come up during the role play. Okay, great. All right. Okay, so I am going to pass you the mic and okay. see if you can take the lead here. All right, absolutely. Um, and we'll be collaborating um, and, and doing this together as we go along. Um, now, before I create a client for you, is there anything that comes to mind for you um, any themes that you see in clients that you work with that you want incorporated into this fictional client? Because I'm going to make her up right now. So I want to do, you know, create a fictional character that can most relate to people in, in the audience. That's a really good question. Um, so I find that a lot of my clients, um, I mean, I guess if they're coming to work with me, they, they're very intrigued by intuitive eating. Okay. Some of them are really um they find it very helpful and like liberating but at the same time they still hate their body they mm. still feel like this can't be my body or i even though they said they put weight loss on the back burner they still expected weight loss from mm -hmm. eating mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so, they so we might we might say that this client will be someone um let's say it'll be a, a 30-year-old female, does that seem like a good median age? Yeah, okay. Um, and of course, these issues range from zero to 100 plus, but mm -hmm. let's pick a 30-year-old female, let's give her a name, pick a name out of a hat, I don't know. Uh, let's, let's do Adina because, because I'm writing an article and we're using that code name. You're doing Adina? Okay, so Adina is 30 years old, female. Um, she found intuitive eating, um, perhaps online, and was very intrigued by it. Um, and it spoke to her, and she is starting to apply the principles, yet there is one thing that constantly keeps coming up for her is she kind of like finds herself stepping on the scale, looking in the mirror, checking her clothes to see like, am I losing weight, am I losing weight? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, any other um, details that you wanna add to this character that will make her come more alive to you? Yeah, um, okay. she she grew up in a home that was there was constant diet talk or bad okay. eating. Okay. So even though she's aware of it and trying to change that self talk, it's just she's finding that that's her usual self talk, which is negative negative body image, negative mm -hmm. um, self talk towards herself, towards her food okay. choices. Yeah. Great, great, great. That's a good background info. And let's just kind of create a little bit more of what's going on with her life right now. Is she um, a parent? Is she a professional? Is she both? Is she in a relationship? Like, can we give her a little bit of spice in life? Yeah, that's, yeah, I would say she's married with 
I'm trying to like I'm really trying to make it not me not me but like this my a lot of my clients are similar to me so oh absolutely and it's okay if it's inspired by you like we're all 10% away from each other so that's true so I would say she has four kids she's because you know most of my clients who are that age probably do have that amount of kids and um she is a career woman also okay I'm not sure what career she has, but she's overwhelmed, needless to say. She's married, she has four kids, and she has a job, so. Got it. So she's maybe a speech therapist. So yeah. She's doing some stuff. Okay, yeah. All yeah. right. So she's, she's got her life going on. All right. So let's start. You will take the role of Adina for this, you know, for the next couple of minutes, and we'll have a conversation and kind of talk it out, and we'll lead it into some kind of, like, experiential piece, all right? Hold on. Let's just, can we make her 40? You want to make her 40? Yeah. Because I need her to be separate from me. And I also, that is probably closer to my average client age. Absolutely. Absolutely. So she's 40 years old. Adina is 40 years old. Yeah. All right. So, Gila, if you'll take the role, kind of sit into a space where you become 40-year-old Adina with four kids. You're a speech therapist. You found intuitive eating. You're Mm -hmm. struggling with weight loss, though. Let me know when you're there. Okay. I have to do this. I can do this. Okay, I'm here. All right, fine. And you can, yeah, you're here. Hi, Adina. I'm Brookie. How are you? Hi, Brookie. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, Adina, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, wait, are we, like, in an intuitive eating, like, session right now? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go towards intuitive eating, but you can tell me a line or two just about who you are, because I want to help you get in the role. In psychodrama, um, what we do is... Like we help you take on the role. So this will be kind of you telling me who you are as Adina. Okay, got it. So I'm Adina. Hi. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> I have four kids. They're so cute. Love them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a speech therapist. Okay. And um, I've always struggled with my body and my weight. Okay. Um, as far back as I could remember, like I was probably four or five. And um, I remember my my mother telling me I had to go on a diet and I ate too much mm. and I just always felt a lot of shame and guilt around my body and a lot of hatred towards my body like something was wrong with my body like mm. because I would try to lose the weight and I was always a motivated type of kid you know like mm-hmm. I did well in school mm-hmm. and I was a rule follower but for some reason the weight never stayed off and I yeah. just yeah, I just always felt so bad about myself because of that. Oof. Yeah, that's a lot for a little kid. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds like it's still something you're kind of dealing with today. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I recently, like, stumbled upon intuitive eating. Hmm. How, did you, how did you find, how did you stumble upon it? Um, I guess I, Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of information out there. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I was following a lot of weight loss accounts, and okay. I always had that like image in my head, like the before yeah. and after, like that would be me yeah. one day. Sure, and, and sure. Yeah, so I just always had like that hope and dream, like I would find that one diet that worked for me, you know, like yeah. I always tried, I tried all the diets out there, and yep. I just... And what was your, what was your vision of the after picture of you? Like, what do you, what did you have in mind when you could look at these accounts? I, I viewed myself in a totally different body, like um, a thin body, like a size two. 
and, and I was happy I was smiling and like I just felt really good about myself like and I, I knew that everyone would congratulate me and tell me how amazing I am and I was just like I'm just always hoping for that that picture really okay okay and you were seeing all these accounts so it kept like letting you know that it's possible yeah and then I guess like I saw a few accounts like connected to those accounts like with the hashtag intuitive eating and I was like oh, oh. I was intrigued like does that mean I can eat whatever I want is that like the new diet you know yeah yeah because they have all these interesting diets some of them you know you could eat everything for a couple of weeks and then nothing and then on and off so like it I'm I can see how it would be intriguing and kind of pull you in. Yeah. yeah. And then I started to notice like some accounts saying like that it's not about the weight or that like mm -hmm. you could love yourself even if you're, if you are in a larger body. And like, that just seemed like so absurd to me after all those years of hearing a different message, like, you yes. know, you have weight loss equals health, weight loss yes. equals happiness. And I would just, I want to embrace intuitive eating so badly, but I just really want to be in a smaller body and lose weight. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing that definitely there's a part of you that is feeling connected to the intuitive eating messages and is inspired and intrigued by it. Yet there's maybe another part that is not fully on board. Like internally, if you had like different parts telling you things, there's one part that says maybe, oh, intuitive eating is really interesting. But then another part is like, no, no, we, what do you mean? We're not going to be skinny. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's also interesting to note the way you mentioned um, the, how your mother, was it your mother that told you a lot of these things when you were little about, you know, losing weight, dieting and health and all of these messages, or was it someone else? It was my, it was my whole family, my mother, my father, my siblings, because they were, I was, the only one in a larger body really so okay so this kind of made you different than the rest of the family definitely uh yeah yeah so i would say that in addition to having different parts going on inside of you right like imagine if there's a garlic and there's all these different pieces of the garlic like all of them have a different say on the matter on everything you know when we go shopping for something we might look at something and we have a part of us that says "Ooh, this looks really good I want to buy it and another part that says oh um, I look at the fabric it's gonna wrinkle maybe I shouldn't buy it like that's something simple but all these parts have a say when it comes to other stuff, we have all these little pieces of the garlic, all these parts say something as well. So with intuitive eating, a lot of different parts are going to tell us different things. Um, so in addition to that, there's also what I'm hearing that there's a voice that keeps talking to you, um, a voice that kind of dates back to when you were little. Would, that, would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I think that's accurate. Um, yes, I think that's accurate. So do you want to maybe engage with that voice and have a conversation? With the voice from when I was little? Yeah, and I'll, I'll guide you through it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So... If you could tell me in a couple of lines, what does that voice say to you? 
Um, and this could be inspired by, like you said, your mother, your father, siblings, because you were the one who was different. So these voices could be inspired by a lot of people in your life. But right here, right now, when you're thinking about that voice that keeps saying things, what does it say? Um, it says, Adina, you're such a good girl. Why can't you just listen to me and eat what I say? And why can't you just lose weight? Like if you, if you were really that good, you would, you would listen to me. What else? Or, Keep going. Um, no one's going to like you if you stay in a larger body. Like that's not, that's not acceptable. It's not an acceptable way to look. It's not an acceptable way to eat. And if you stay that way, it's really your fault. Mm -hmm. Keep going. What else? Um, if you just tried like a little bit harder, you would be really pretty and then people would like you better. Mm -hmm. Keep going. And you'd be successful and you'd have more friends and you do so well in school. Why can't you do well at this? Why are you so incompetent in such, in this area? Like we're, we're all thin and we're, we all like to eat in a certain way. Why don't you like to eat in a certain way? Like how could you be a part of this family in that, in that body? By the way, I, this is not my, this was not my experience, Gila, but I am feeling a visceral reaction just so you know. That is what it is to take on the role. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going back to Adina. Yes. Sink into it. And, and here's where I might introduce the concept. And again, this would be typically done with someone who I've been working with for a little bit. Um, so this wouldn't be in a first session, typically. Um, but I, I think we spoke about the concept of doubling, where, again, if, if it was in person, I might go behind the person and ask permission to put my hand on their shoulder and say what else I think might be under the surface. And if it resonates, the person would repeat it. And if not, you'll change it and put it in your own words. So now, since you're speaking for the part, Adina, of yourself, that, that voice, um, could I double for you and say what I think, what else might be in that voice of that voice that keeps talking to you? Sure. Mm -hmm. Adina, if you just, if you just lost weight, like you'd be a better person. Like you, this, this really is reflecting. This is, this is reflecting who you are as a person. Like, could you not have just a little bit more self-control with a little bit more? Repeat it if it's right or change it if it's different, Adina. Um, yeah, Adina, if you just had a little bit more self-control, then you'd be more acceptable. Um, this really does reflect on your character, on your, on your worthiness. Mm -hmm. This behavior, this look is reflective on who you are as a person. And if this inspired any other thoughts, any other kind of narratives for that part, let it flow. Because we want to give, we want to really give voice to that voice that you're carrying around. Um, okay, so now I'm really in Adina's mind, I feel like, and I'm thinking like, this is how I'm feeling. Like you're, you're really disgusting. Like mm -hmm. you are, un you're unworthy. Um, 
and like you obviously don't care about your body if you could look this way if you could treat it this way mm -hmm. um yeah you're not we don't we don't really want you in this family if you if you continue if you continue on like this mm -hmm. can i double sure Mm -hmm. and, and what do you think with all these you look at all these after pictures right all these women but what do you think like don't, don't you think like there are women who are so much more attractive than you like and, and look at you you're married and and this is this is who you are to your husband really i know that's big for a lot of women so if mm -hmm. that's resonates repeat it mm -hmm. if not change it um okay i have to remember what you said but <laughs> Yeah, take let it take its own form. Mm -hmm. Did you like? Do you ever see those before and after pictures? Like, if you can't become that after picture, like, that just shows that you don't really care about your husband and your relationship with your husband. Because if you did, you would work harder, and you can't be in a loving relationship with your husband if you continue to look like this. Anything else? Anything else coming up in that area? Comparing yourself to other people, that voice comparing you to other people. I'm gonna say I'm just, as Gila, I'm feeling really bad for my clients right now. Like I'm really feeling their pain. Like I work so hard to change that narrative that I'm having a painful time even yes. saying these words. Cause yeah, I'm sitting so in the role, yes, it's so, you're sitting in it yes i can feel it with you mm -hmm. yeah it feels it doesn't feel good like even to even though i'm role playing i feel yes a lot of pain for like anyone who's experienced who has and i know people obviously who've experienced this exact okay so i'm going to go back to Adina. Mm -hmm. um although i don't know how much longer i could stay in her in her okay it's it's mm -hmm. um yeah, okay. I see I see so many other marriages and they're so much happier than me. And it's because the woman is prettier and smaller. And it doesn't really matter what I do as a mother or as a professional. Speak, speak from the voice. because like, it sounds like that's more of is that more of what the voice is telling you? Like your marriage would be better if you were skinnier, you'd be a better a happier mother if you were skinnier is that the voice or does that feel like a different part did i switch parts you spoke from i rather than the, the than the voice speaking right because when you speak uh, from voice you you speak to yourself to adina okay fine so so i have to say you yeah because you're speaking you. from from the part of yourself that is telling you all these things yeah okay you would be a much nothing that you do really matters as a mother and as a professional because you're uh, you're useless because of the way you look you can't you can't even follow a diet like you can't even why can't why do i have to always eat carbs like why do i have to and like so many people out there don't like i see it on instagram i see them posting their beautiful pictures of themselves and how amazing they feel and that's all I want. All I want is that, is that after picture, that amazing feeling that they are all saying that they have. Mm -hmm. So Adina, that's, I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg of what that voice is, especially since you've been carrying this for 
I mean, decades, right? You're 40 now, you've been carrying these messages from when you were very little. So what we're gonna do now is really, again, since this is the tip of the iceberg, we're gonna really just look at it a little bit and there's so much more to go. But what would it be like for you to respond to that voice a little bit? And I'll help you if it gets difficult. And are you, are you okay trying that? Sure. All right, so let's do this. Is there a space in your room, maybe another chair or another like a, a section of your desk or somewhere where you can kind of put the voice down so that you could speak with it, so that you could engage with it? Yes. Okay, so tell me which spot you located so that we can kind of just... So my office, in my office, there's a chair right, like looking at potential clients. Okay, so you're looking at the chair. Yeah. Where, okay, where your speech therapy client might be sitting at, Adina, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So that, so if you can kind of just energetically like put the voice there and like let it sit there. The voice that I had was just speaking. Yes, yes, the voice that you just embodied, that voice that, that, was, that is telling you all of these things. Okay. Okay, and mm -hmm. let me know when it's on the chair separate from you so that you could talk to it rather than from it. Okay, it's on the chair. Okay, and can you describe it to me? What does it look like as a shape, a color, a size? I'm getting like a green monster. Okay, mm -hmm. and monster, what kind of monster? Like, is it have eyes, teeth, fangs, a nose, hair, or not? Yeah, like you know from Monsters, Inc., like the green one. Okay, I, I don't know exactly which one, but I'll definitely look it up. But it sounds like you have a very vivid image. Is it big, small, like what? Yeah, it's a big green monster that has eyes and big teeth, and it's like ferociously mean. Okay, so not a friendly monster. No. Okay, okay. And it's sitting there on the chair embodying the voice. Mm -hmm. All right. So just starting out, what would you like to say to that voice? Um, don't ever speak to me like that. Can I look Keep at going. it? Keep going. Yeah, you can look at it, absolutely. Yeah. That's a horrible way to speak to someone. Am I saying it in the right tense? You're speaking to the voice. The voice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the voice is constantly speaking to you. So now, now you put it on a chair. You separated it from yourself for a moment, and you said, "Hey, I got a couple of words for you too." Right. Okay. Um, I don't believe that my worth has anything to do with my body size, and that's not fair for a child to carry around. That's too heavy. That's that's too painful for a child or an adult to carry around. And I hate you. Um, what do you hate about it? I hate that you that you've taken up so much of my headspace and energy and hurt me. For at what cost? Like for what reason? Why would you? Why would you do that to me?
Mm. I, I don't believe that someone who loves someone else would talk to someone like that or would value them just on the way they look or even the way that they eat. I don't believe that that's a reason to, to berate someone. Mm. Can I double for you, Adina? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you've been, you've been berating me for so, so long. So long that I see you as just a part of who I am. And it hurts. You're heavy to carry around. I'm curious if it's right, change it if it's different. You've been berating me for so long and it really hurts. It's, it's too much for me to carry. It's too heavy. It's too, like, inhumane. Like, it's not it's not the way i it's not the way i want to live my life to it's not the belief system i want now at this point i would invite you to reverse roles so that you could speak adina as the part of the monster and the monster will will sit you will become the monster for a moment the voice mm -hmm. and answer back to what adina just said so if it was feasible you would Get up and sit in the chair of the monster. I don't know if that's feasible. Yeah, I could do that. You could do that? Okay, great. Let me, switch, let me switch the camera. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, let's do this. Let's, okay, so now I'm in the monster chair. You are the voice now. Yes, you are the green monster from Monsters, Inc. And you are the voice. And you heard what Adina just said, right? You heard Adina right. just spoke to you. She has a... She had a couple of complaints. So what do you answer to that voice, monster? You're really talking nonsense. Like, what are you saying? That's tr it's not true at all. If you're fat and you don't listen to me, then you are worthless. Like, what, like what are, what's this nonsense that you're making up about, about, about like, my belief system being wrong like of course if you're in a larger body something's wrong with you can i double for you voice mm -hmm. listen adina i'm just trying to help you I, I i know this world i'm just trying to help you so yeah um it's like meaner than that like so so but yeah yeah take yeah. it home. You will not like become anything if you don't listen to me. Like I know what's right. Like I've been around much longer than you, and this world is a fierce world. If you look a certain way, you are not a certain way. And like you really ought to listen to me because otherwise you will end up fat and alone. Voice, can I ask you a couple of questions? Yes. I'll let you get back to Adina in a moment. Um, so you said you've been around much longer than her. How long have you been around? Um, well, I've, I guess, I don't really know how to answer that from like, I guess I'll just say whatever I think, but I've been around, I've been around since, since I know that women in this world don't matter if they don't, if they're not beautiful. And mm -hmm. in this world, beautiful has always meant thin to me. So however long that is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and in Adina's life, how long have you been around? Since, Specifically for Adina. Okay, since Adina's been born. Oh, okay. So since she was like literally a baby. Like, right. was born. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And 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 her family. Like, did you help? Uh, did you kind of stick around with her other with her siblings, parents too? Like, did you? Um, I think that I've always been like in Adina's family, her life. Uh huh. So you know her well. You know her intimately. Right. I know her. The atmosphere. Yeah. 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 And um, what's your what's your hope for 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 Adina? Like, what do you what do you hope for her? Um, I hope that Adina would just listen to me. Like, she would just be the way I wanted her to be, and then I would be happier. Because what do you fear? Usually when we have a hope on the other side, there's a fear. You know how that is sometimes with humans. Um, so how, uh, how do you, what's the fear on the other side of the hope? Like if Adina doesn't listen to me, what do you, what are you most terrified would happen to her or what, what would happen? People like laugh at her. Like they just, they just don't. Yeah, she's such a hardworking person. Like why can't she just, show the world that she can do this she's capable like why can't she just show up and be capable like we all think she is because if not you're saying people will laugh at her and shame her right Oof. have you seen that happen to some people like in in your travels have you seen that happen yeah i have i mean like you know, like, it's so important to be part of, like, to fit in. It's so important to fit in. Mm. Well, it sounds like you've seen, you've seen a lot. You've seen, you've seen what could happen to, you've seen what has happened to women when they didn't fit in. What has happened to people when they were shamed because of their bodies and, oh, wow. So you're, you're, you're kind of scared for her. Yeah. It sounds like under all that, the fangs and the meanness, you're kind of like almost looking out for her. Does it, does it, does that resonate? Yeah, like I know, yeah, I know like as long as you show up in the world the way people want you to, you'll go far. Mm, okay. Well, thank you, Voice, for having this conversation. I think it, it definitely enlightened me a little bit about who you are. And, you know, all right. So is there anything you want to tell Adina before we give her the mic again? Okay, I have to just talk as you Like that was really powerful. I have a lot to say, but no. Okay, I we're, gonna, we're gonna get to it. Yes, we're gonna get to it. Okay, I'm not, I have nothing else to say to Adina. Okay, reverse roles. Okay, here we go. Oh, Adina, you heard a little bit of, from the voice. That was, what was it like, Adina, to hear the voice speak to you and then to hear me interview the voice a little bit? What was that like, Adina? I feel afraid that she's right, that, that, that the voice is right. Like, like, what if that is true? What if what if I would be happier if I lost weight or people would like me more if I lost weight? Like, isn't that like everything in this world, like to just be loved and accepted and to fit in? 
Mm, it definitely sounds like the voice believes that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're kind of questioning, like, maybe the voice is right. I'm, I am questioning that, but I also feel like I don't want to believe that. Mm, so there's a part of you that even though it hears the voice and it hears that some parts of you believe it is saying like, no, that doesn't sit well with me. I don't maybe, want to believe it. Yeah. Maybe a tiny, tiny part that says like, no, I don't want, I don't want to believe it. Yeah. I don't want to believe it. And I think that that voice is, is struggling with its own acceptance. Mm. So do you want to say anything? We have just a few minutes and we're going to wrap up in a moment. And again, this work, Adina, you know, we touch a little bit of it and then we close it up and then we'll come back and open it again because there's so many layers to go. It's not all going to be resolved today, but a little bit will be open, resolved and looked at today. Um, so for right now, from where you're at, you're sitting with hearing what the voice said, with wondering about it, with some parts of you maybe believing it, other parts of you saying, no, I don't want to believe it. What do you want to tell the voice? The voice is sitting on that chair. What do you want to tell it from where you're sitting right now? I want to tell the voice that. It's, I want to tell you. I want to tell you that even though it sounds like you're trying to help me, you're really hurting me. And I appreciate you trying to help, but I see that you're really hurting me and you're telling me things that I don't want to believe. Is there anything you'd like to ask from the voice, a favor, anything that can help you as we close up this session today? And again, like I said, we're going to keep coming back and keep communicating with the voice because after all, right now, it is a part of you. So we don't want to push it away. We want to engage with it, but we want to remember that engaging with it doesn't give it power, right? It gives you power to remember that you are a person in this situation. So is there anything that you want to tell this voice? You can ask it anything. Like it's, since it's a part of you, you can ask it anything. You can ask it to give you some space. You can ask it to be kinder. You can ask it to speak a little bit lower so it's not that loud. Like you can, whatever you're feeling you need from the voice over the next couple of days. What do you want to ask from it? I want, okay, please. Um, don't talk to me for a few days while I figure out how I feel about you. Okay. Now I might guess that, I mean, I can hear how badly you want the voice to just be quiet. Um, but since it's been talking incessantly for years, it might have a really hard time not talking. So if there's anything, and again, we, if we had more time, we would do kind of a role play back and forth for you and the voice to negotiate something, right? Because the voice might say, no, I'm not being quiet, mm -hmm. right? So if you could ask something that you think is reasonable that the voice might agree to, almost like a negotiation, because it's very valid for you to want the voice to be completely quiet. It is any kind of negotiation that you can think of that can work for you and for the voice. Um, hmm. I, I, could I, tell me if I could say this, but I would like to explore the, a gentler approach, like intuitive eating mm. and with intuitive eating, weight loss is something that we put on the back burner. Mm. So 
I would really like to lower the voices about weight loss for a little bit. I want to lower your voice. I want to lower your voice about dieting and weight loss and body bashing, even just for a little bit, so I could do some exploring. Mm -hmm. And you could physically lower the volume. Like you could pull a point over that and lower the volume. Okay. Okay. And now, can you do any, can you say anything to the voice to reassure it that you're not shutting it out completely? Because again, this voice clearly thinks it's helping you. Like the way the voice said earlier that, you know, it's looking out for Adina, it's looking out to make sure that she doesn't get laughed at. Is there anything that you can tell the voice in terms of letting it know that you're aware of it, you're not ignoring it, but that you want to learn to engage with it differently? Like anything that you can tell the voice? Because it's a big monster, but it's kind of scared on the inside. So if there's anything you can do to just reassure it. Okay. Um, I don't want to get rid of you, but I want, and I want to learn more about you, but because of the pain that I'm feeling right now, I want to, I want to engage with you in a different way, maybe at a different time. Okay. Anything else? Any last things you want to say to the voice? And again, it's last things for right now. We will keep coming back to it and keep working on it and exploring with it. So if there's anything, anything else that you want to let it know before we close out this part of the session. Thank you for trying to help and I will I will get back to you. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do now before we dive back into Gilan Burfi, um, if you can go to that chair and kind of like um, like de-roll it where you, you would kind of just like do this and say the monster is not, the voice is not sitting here, the monster is not sitting here. So that, that chair becomes kind of like clean. You can do that now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This, uh, this month, the monster's not here. Mm -hmm. The voice is not on the chair. Yeah. It's not on the chair. Okay. Great. No right. No one's here. Right. Exactly. Like the voice, the chair, you know, the voice is not there. Like we're kind of rolling the chair uh, from the voice. Okay. Should I sit on it or no? No, no, no. You don't, you don't have to. You're just kind of de-rolling the chair because that's where we put it. Okay. Okay. And you can come back to your chair. <laughs> okay. And if you can de-roll as Adina, I'm not Adina, I am Gila. I am not Adina, I am Gila. All right, and I'm Brochi. Hi. Hi. I'm not the, you know, I, we just, we did a role play. I'm Brochi, I'm here on the podcast with you. So. I have to really like think about that, you know? Yes. So that was a little snippet of one um, technique that we use in psychodrama. And the technique is, you know, role play, role reversal. We did a little bit of doubling. Um, and this is a very, very basic. It's one of the basic ingredients of, of what psychodrama looks like in action. Wow. Oh my gosh. I, it was weird because like I didn't want to be Gila because I know like myself, like I will tap into that other world easily. Yes. But even in Adina, like I was really feeling triggered and like yes yeah power. i see why it's so powerful because you could talk and talk and talk but unless yes. You know. yes 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 what we're you know we don't have a lot of time to kind of like delve into it and i i know you have your support system and your people where you can take 
you know, the triggers that came up. But if there's anything you want to like put out there, was there anything like significant? I know a couple of times in the middle, you kind of, you know, took a break and said like, wow, this is big, this is powerful. But is there anything like that's sitting with you right now that you want to put out there in, you know, right now? Um, yeah, I want to say like, I guess to the moms listening, like your voice is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a mother is ever trying to hurt a child. I really don't. I mean, unless they're ill, you know, but a well-meaning parent is not trying to hurt a child. But but the way that we internalize our mother's voice and the way that we like go about our world, even as adults, is like, I don't know, even if it's like slightly critical, it's like so, it's so strong and it's so important and as much as I try to help my clients you know change the narrative even it's just so hard and it's not like I don't want to scare mothers because I know like I am a mother and I don't want it to be like oh my god everything I say is like gonna ruin their life Mm -hmm. but I guess maybe if you just ask yourself like even saying something to yourself like if I were to look in the mirror and say like Gila if you eat that like no one's gonna like you or like if you were a little skinnier, you'd be a lot prettier. Like, I would feel horrible if someone said that to me. And I, even as I'm saying it, it feels horrible. So, like, you know, just try to get, try to, like, visualize or even role play in yourself what, uh, what a sentence feels like in your own body. Because children internalize things even more than adults. And that's really important that we're giving them positive messages, not false messages, but positive ones. Helpful, helpful messages rather than unhelpful ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very powerful. The the power that, yeah, that parents have um, for the inner voices of the child. And and like we were dealing here with, uh, you know, a fictional character, a woman, Adina, who's 40 years old and is still carrying the voice of her parents, of her family, of people in her life who were adults when she was little, and that voice is still there. Um, And very likely, she may be passing some of it along to her own children, because what we don't process, we repeat, right? Mm -hmm. We don't, we we can't, we don't just stop cycles without knowing what we're carrying. Um, So yeah, it was very, very powerful to do this role play and to demonstrate what it might look like to really go there and say to the voice, hey, you've been with me for really a really long time. I'm going to be brave and actually engage with you. Yeah, I mean, I th- like, as I said before, like, I'm new to IFS, and I just, I'm reading the book Self-Therapy now, and I, it's really interesting. Yeah. So I'm not, like, I'm not an expert at all in any way, but. And for me as well, this is, you know, I've, it's, I'm early in my career, and this is something that I'm learning about continuously as I go along and the more I learn the more I can apply but the the power of this work is is just so palpable in the room when when we do it it's it's beautiful yeah I will say that I took the intuitive eating training with Evelyn Tripoli one of the authors of intuitive eating and she said that um like for one of the principles it's called making peace with food and that's where you actually will eat a food that you're afraid of like over and over again, I guess like exposure therapy. And usually what happens is, is that food, that particular food that was such a trigger food becomes no big deal. Like you could see it and eat one piece of cake and move on. But like, whereas when you're stuck in diet culture, like you can never do that. Like if you eat it and you eat the whole cake, if you don't eat it, then whatever. 
Um, and I remember Evelyn saying that she's had so many clients um, experience that. And that was the most powerful teacher. Like yeah. I could teach you about intuitive eating from today till tomorrow, but until you feel that in your own body, yes. it's, it's, it, I can't really teach it to you. You have to yeah. experience it. Right. The experiential piece is just, it takes it to the next level. Um, and I think similar to what you're saying about kind of exposing ourselves to different foods, it's similar to these parts. The more we expose ourselves and gently, gently with compassion and, and with a safe other, with a therapist, with someone who can guide you through it, the more we allow ourselves to be exposed to these parts and engage with them, the less of a big deal they become. That's really interesting. Right? It's like a similar concept. It's like they, they, instead of being this thing to be, to be fearful of, and every time we eat, we're like, did the voice see? Did the monster see? Instead, right. it's like, oh, hello, yeah, hi, monster, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm eating some cake, what's up, mm -hmm. right? So it becomes like this, this, the, a relationship builds where, because again, when we were talking from the part of, from the, the voice of the part, it was clear that the part has a whole personality in and of itself. It, it is, it's fearful, it's worried about Adina being shamed. It's, I mean, it's really going through its own process. So the more we befriend it gently with compassion, we can really kind of get to know it. And, and instead of being fearful of it, we engage with it as is safe to do so. And we remember where our power lies. Right, and I was also like, when I was in the voice that was like mean and berating, like I just felt like in my own body, I felt like real compassion for my clients who are struggling with, like you, you would ask yourself, like how are they still struggling with this? Like, five years 10 years 15 years but like it doesn't matter because I, that wasn't even me and I was like wow this is like I'm in pain I'm in so much pain right now like just that people in this world experience this continuous negative self-talk and this horrible body image and it's like it's just so sad and it's like this work is just so necessary because like why why do we why do we have to live in a world where women are shamed for being in any type of body, you know? Right, right. Yes. yes. It's really interesting. And I, I feel like I, I, I have to process for myself. But Absolutely. Like Absolutely. And I would encourage you just, Brookie Tagila, I would tell you definitely um, process it any way you would process anything else that's been coming up, um, you know, in terms of like your own journey. But whether it's journaling, uh, speaking to supportive others, um, if you need to meditate on it, like anything to either ground you or to help you release, um, I would definitely recommend that. Again, just professional to professional. Um, mm -hmm. You probably know this, but when these things come up, even if it was a role play and it was a fictional character, but still when we step into that role, our stuff just magnetically attaches to the role and it comes up. Um, that's why in psychodrama, a lot of people will say, you know, like usually one person at a time in each group, a meeting gets to kind of do their own drama and people will say, and other people get picked for different roles. And sometimes people ask like, so people who are playing a role, do they get healing from it as well? And you see like, this is a character we made up right here on the spot and stuff became like stuff came up and you became like parts of you became attached to the character. And that'll happen in psychodrama all the time. No matter which role we're, we're playing, anything within us that resonates with that role will come to the surface and that gets worked through. Um, and definitely, definitely, um, 
if you're listening to this and something came up for you, I highly recommend, you know, reach out to a, support, a supportive other, journal about it, release what you can if you need to move, um, you know, kind of shake your body and let things out. If you need to ground yourself and kind of bring yourself back down, definitely try meditation. Um, there's, you know, a ton of even, you know, body love um, meditations on YouTube. There's a wealth of that. So if you need to do something like that or self-love, um, to kind of allow what came up to just like integrate and whatever needs to be released, let it be released um, and continue processing it wherever you do your processing. Wow, okay. Um, so I guess our time is up, but if there's anything you wanna add. I, th or I think this, this kind of work really speaks for itself, especially when we do a role play like this um, so I want to repeat, you know, what I said earlier, whatever is coming up for you, take good care of yourself. And if this is inspiring you to get more involved in any kind of experiential work, please know that I'm a resource. Um, whether you want to work with me or you want a referral to someone else, let me know. Um, I can definitely connect you with uh, people who do this kind of work and, um, and help you take where you're at in your journey right now and like upgrade it to the next level. Um, because like Gila was saying earlier, when we do, when we do it, when we um, embrace the experiential piece of it, it takes on a life of its own. So for a lot of people doing intuitive eating, I know that a lot of people who work with me come to me at a point where they say like, I get it, I know the principles, I, I, I understand it up here, but I'm having a really hard time. I'm feeling stuck. I still feel like I'm being held hostage by different parts of me. Mm -hmm. uh, so taking it to that experiential level um, has the power to release a lot of things that feel like they're keeping us stuck and holding us hostage um, and allow us to reclaim um, so much that gets lost over the years um, when we're exposed to diet culture and body shame and, and all these different kinds of trauma. So we all deserve to have it reclaimed. And if you're listening to this and you're inspired, please take the next step. Reach out, make it happen for yourself. You deserve it. Okay. Thank you so much. I'll put all that in the show notes and like wherever they can find you. And it's been a pleasure. I learned so much. Likewise. Thank you, Gila. We'll be okay. in Thank you. Bye. Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.